All right, we are live with SCR TV. I'm Joshua Gordon. And today I am super excited to welcome a good friend and colleague, Aaron Scheides. Aaron, welcome. Thanks, Josh. Uh, thanks for having me. I'm excited to have a great conversation about a, a really good, interesting topic. Yes, yeah, so I've never had a bad conversation with you and I expect more of the same today. And the, the broad topic you and I were contemplating is this broader issue of whether we should be playing sports or not playing sports here in the middle of a, a pandemic. And part of what would be helpful is for folks to understand your perspective you're coming from. So can you give a little background for those who aren't as familiar with some of the great things you do in sport? Um, so I'm a, a blind vision impaired uh, triathlete, but I've also uh, dabbled in, in multiple other sports. I went to the Rio Paralympics in cycling because my category wasn't in triathlon um, and have done multiple marathons, Boston Marathon uh, five times. Um, in triathlon, um, I've won, I think, eight world championships and um, basically I've always tried to stay on top um, of whatever uh, sport situation I've competed in um, and and now just trying to uh, put a, a medal around my neck for the Tokyo Paralympics uh, in 2021. Yeah, an odd number uh, after a very odd and challenging 2020 that we've all faced. Yes, yes, for sure. And I, I think, I think the, the key thing is, is that everybody has their own situation, their story and, and uh, um, call it dilemma with, with the COVID thing. And um and I think um, we all have to have an open mind about not just uh, thinking that uh, our our viewpoint is is the only viewpoint. Because, you know, there's many out there that, that they, oh, well, you know, the pandemic should be our main focus on everything and and we shouldn't be doing any sports. We should be only be focusing on basically staying home and staying healthy and call that be. But the the problem with that is, is you're, you're looking at it from a, a telescopic view uh, or you know a tunnel view of the consequences of doing that are also possibly just as bad or worse um so i think it's always in life a balance um you know those people that, that say oh we you know we shouldn't be doing sports and we shouldn't be doing this and that well there's a good percentage of people that that sports are what makes them happy and so if you're staying at home and just sitting and doing nothing, uh, well, we're already, we're already going to have a major issue with increase in alcoholism and stuff like that. But quite possibly, maybe these sports that we're having at least televised and we can't attend are, are quite possibly helping prevent some people from entering, you know, alcohol and drug abuse. So there's a major, major, uh, just big picture that I think we, we kind of need to look at. Well, so you raise a, a really fundamental question in talking about some of the importance of sport, which is why do we even do sport to begin with? You know, set aside the fact that we're in the middle of a pandemic. And for you, you're, you're someone who has constantly uh, met obstacles by showing resilience, right? So you've fought legal battles to participate in sport. You've got two young boys that make it challenging, you balance a job outside of sport, 
and yet you're always returning and dedicating to sport. And, and it raises an interesting question. Why, why is sport so important to you and, and to others from your perspective? Um, I, I think, I think that just, uh, like, um, any other, I guess, um, I think that many people sport is, is what, um, has brought them, um, passion has brought them happiness has brought them maybe to, um, uh, get out of difficult situations and, and brought them kind of freedom from maybe some other barrier, um, has you know, sport teaches people a lot of, uh, great qualities, um, you know, hard work, teamwork, um, dedication, accountability, all those things. And so I think, although a lot of people look at sport as, and they're looking at the, the, the big major sports as, Oh, it's just, you know, a business and a bit money maker, which yes, it, it, it is. But the, the thing is, is that many of those people that are participating in those sports, um, that that sport becomes part of who they are and, and and intertwined into their actual human existence so i think i think it's really important i have a very very interesting situation because uh, especially with the covid um related issue because um you know like you said i i am an athlete um but i also work uh well now part time because uh i I'm watching my, my two little ones, um, kind of full-time, um, and my wife's working full-time, but I work in a skilled nursing facility, which is right on the front lines, uh, working with the most vulnerable population and being in high risk situations all the time. Um, and then on top of that, uh, just last year, one year from now, or from, uh, from basically a few days from now, um, our 20 month old almost died from RSV which is a, a respiratory infection that uh, is somewhat similar to, to COVID. And um, he was, I mean, literally we almost lost him. So he's still in the compromised population stage. So, and then I'm also an athlete myself. So, you know, I'm looking at it from a perspective of, I'm seeing every day the patients that are the most vulnerable. I, I come home to a, a, a child that, you know, had a respiratory condition and is on compromised situation. But I also realized that sport has changed me as a person and is part of who I am. So I really kind of can see it from all perspectives on, on from how people look at our situation right now. So let, let's try and give some voice to, to those perspectives. So, you know, from the perspective of someone who is on the front line and who does have a son who is vulnerable and, and had a really scary situation around a respiratory illness already. What, what are some of the arguments against sport? And then, and I'd love to also follow that up with what are the arguments for sport from the athlete's perspective? Um, I think the arguments against sport potentially would be, well, uh, especially like the pro athletes, the college athletes and what kind of not that these, these athletes are, are maybe getting tested all the time. And, and, and I being someone that is working with vulnerable populations or in, in, in contact with people um, that uh, could be infected, have a hard time getting a test um, and potentially um, favoritism or, or uh, unequal treatment to, to those that uh are professional athletes versus those that um, 
are, are just your, your typical citizen. I think that's kind of the question. And, and so maybe too, is just, you know, like with the, the crazy spike right now we're having and, and the popular, the hospitals being, you know, to the capacity, um, the level of care being potentially less if, if I was to get in, in, in the hospital or my, or my, my son or whatnot, um, what would the level of care be? Um, and, you know, where do we need to be focusing on, on, on the sport aspect of it versus, versus that, um, I, even though I'm on the front lines, I don't necessarily agree with that. Um, I, I actually think that, uh, the other side of it obviously is, is that we, that we, we support playing sports, um, I, I think it's really important to to always mitigate the risk, do whatever you can to reduce increasing transmission, but still letting sport happen. Um, you know, there's been very little high incident or high, high severe cases of, of kids that get it, but and they will, could potentially transmit it. I'm not totally sure it's still on because it's decided. Um, but, um, you know, college sports, professional sports, I mean, um, I think that, I think that right now it's, it's important for us to have, uh, professional sports and for something, for some people to have an outlet to at least, um, kind of, uh, keep them, um, from getting in some difficult, challenging situations. So I think it is important for us to have, um, sports right now despite uh, our, our current situation. Hey, you highlight some really important divides that we face when we're talking about these types of issues, which is some, some folk perceive sport to be, you know, in some ways an ancillary activity to the fundamentals of society. And mm -hmm. others, and I, I tend to be more in, in your camp for, for some obvious reasons, see sport as, as in fact some of the few ways we still drive and connect as society. Mm -hmm. and, and all of the ways in which we prevent so many other challenges that we we face, whether it's some of the things you highlighted earlier around addiction or or other you know bad variants that we can spend our other time in, but also just fundamentally being healthy and and, and both mentally and physically uh, mm -hmm. during this time that has put tremendous stress on families and and, and everyone else. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think. You know, I, I'm, I'm obviously trying to uh, on the road to, to Tokyo, and I, I think that um, the Olympics have always been. You know, there's, it's always been a time to, for the most part, set aside our differences in countries' um, beliefs, and a time that we focus on um, the accomplishments of, of different athletes and a, a chance to kind of unify. I, I would say, I think. Um, typically during um during olympic time periods you don't typically have there's not so much of the issue of talk about race and and discrimination and all these other sort of uh like uh, bad blood against different countries and it's our time to kind of unify and bring all countries together and you know i i think although i think it's going to be hard um i think that it, it would be a good idea idea to again try to uh push to have the uh, the olympic paralympic games as much as possible um within reason obviously as long as we can keep the you know from preventing crazy transmission and you know i, I think the the major 
um, uh, obstacle would be is it, most all countries, even the small countries need to have access to vaccination and, and whatnot. So that's, I think, a big, uh, big issue, too, because then people also talk about, well, these athletes are getting the vaccination and and who maybe not be getting the vaccination from from each country because the athletes are. So um, I think that's that's the major kind of issues of conflict of of values. Yeah, and for, for you in the past nine months of the pandemic, have you been able to compete? Have you been able to, to find platforms to, to do that? Or has it been pure training mode? And what does that look like for you so far? Uh, no, I mean, March, what, 9th or whatever it was last, uh, last this, this year, I was basically the night before ready to go and do the U.S. kind of selection race for the team for the Paralympics. And uh, they said the night before it was a go. We woke up in the morning at 6 a.m. in Sarasota, Florida, and uh, got an email that it was all canceled. Then we all went home. Um, and then from there, there's been no races, competitions. Um, and, well, my training has been all over the place, um, non-existent pretty much for a few months because uh, everything shut down, all the pools and everything shut down, all the facilities. I do have a home gym in my house, so that's good. Uh, but um, the access to the pool has, you know, come back uh, mid-summer. Um, so I've been able to get back to to doing that, uh, to swimming. But it's it's so I have to schedule it and, uh, over a week in advance. And then I have to schedule babysitter coverage. And um, up until about a month ago, I got this Boost 2020 grant um, from uh, Global Sports International that really is really helping me. Um, get babysitter coverage um but other than that i've i just have to schedule everything so far ahead um and, and there's no flexibility um so it, it's it's definitely challenging and then coming home uh you know every night where myself or my wife may have been exposed to a, a potential positive case and and what's the most important thing at that moment uh, your decisions are very challenging yeah, you, in in many ways, you exemplify this daily decision making that we're we're all making about where to put our energies and where to put our resources that we have right in the middle of a, a pandemic. And yet, you provide a really good example and compelling example for why sport remains important in a lot of ways for for many. Yeah, I mean, if if people didn't have sport and outlet to at least at least uh, be active, I mean, that is a major basically medication for a lot of lot of people um sport and activity and a healthy lifestyle is the medication uh, to prevent uh, mental illness in a significant amount of our, uh, percentage of our population um and so if you just say well we're going to shut down the doors of everybody because not everybody has a home gym like me not everybody has sort of other access and whatnot but you have to be able to realize, okay, we're going to mitigate some risks. We're going to do the things that we need to do to try to prevent transmission, but we still need to realize that these things are important. Yeah. It's interesting too. There's a lot of press that will happen when you, you see some positive cases in the NFL and some of the other professional leagues, there's a lot of conversation that then comes down to shutting down the league, shutting down all sports, shutting down certainly participatory sports. And, and yet if you look at the data, I'm sure you've seen some of this as well. 
even the leagues that are struggling with COVID are outperforming society at large with their protection mm-hmm. and their risk management. And yeah. gym data has been really compelling. Uh, Ursa and actually some of the students I work with at the Oregon Consulting Group have been doing a study on gyms and, and COVID. And, and the story is actually quite a positive one that with the proper protocol in place, there's very little transmission that's taking place in those contexts. Yeah, yeah. And I was really worried about our, our governor shutting down the pools here because there's been no transmission from uh, from swimming recreation uh, pools. And so, you know, they didn't. Um, we have 12 people in the pool at a time, two people per lane. Um, and, and but, you know, there was concern that they shut down the pools. And I was just like, there's no evidence to to show that that's a a reasonable thought, you know, because if there's no evidence of transmission, then why do we need to shut them down? So that's the whole kind of thing of it. There's, there's a, a big part of population that just, Oh, you know, just, just shut everything down. Well, that's not the best thing to do for long-term because, you, you know, shutting down everything, you all Especially with the, you know, shutting down all the workplaces, you've then created massive homelessness populations and massive economic issues and then mass, massive mental issues. So I think it's always a balance and people need to realize that there's a value to sport and there's a large percentage of the population in our country that that sport or at least active lifestyle may be like one of the biggest important, you know, in like um, kind of um kind of uh columns of their you know kind of different things that are important to them that that people value and so we all have our values and some people value you know different things other than than others and i think that there's a major value to sport i mean certainly you know prior to this last flare-up we had a lot of situations where you had all sporting events canceled in certain communities and yet bars and indoor dining and shopping and some of these other activities open. And I, I know a number of athletes I've been working with and talking to struggle with that, that reality where it's staring them in the face that their neighbor could be at a bar without a mask, um, pretty close to someone else for hours on end. And they're not allowed to go to the local swimming pool, as you, as you were saying. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, I, I, I mean, I think that everybody needs to put, politics and that kind of stuff aside and and just look at look at this issue and that's my whole mission and and everything I do is see different with Aaron Um, everybody needs to look at these situations from other people's perspectives and not just their own Um, what we do right now and and our decisions can have impacts on others and we need to uh, not just realize that well whatever I think is is whatever you should think and and what what we should do right now is the best decision for um, for us to do, because you also have to think about the future too. So um, I think we ever, in every situation, we always have to put ourselves in the other person's perspective and, and, and look at their situation and, and get kind of uh, think of it through an underside of our eyes. It's such an important point in, in some ways what you're saying is someone who may not value sport as highly as you or others do needs to at least be open to the idea that sport is fundamental to many people's lives and to help try and figure out some 
ways to allow for sport in ways that aren't causing undue risk, but are are still allowing us to to participate to these really important critical parts of our of our lives. Yeah, yeah. I, I think again, I, I'm not saying that we, you know, just do sports free free willing. I, I I'm saying, you know, we wear masks when we, we need to wear masks to prevent things. We test when we need to test. We, you know, we allow crowds and, and fans back in when it's it's deemed safe. Um, from a medical perspective. Um, but uh, we don't need to just shut down everything or open up everything. It's got to be a gradual progression. We have to uh, value sport, value people's values and, and set aside politics. This is not, pol- this is not a political issue. So we're, we are heading into the next phase of this pandemic where we are starting to thankfully have some really promising vaccines here on the horizon and and starting to be administered at least in the UK and soon in the US. From your perspective, where, where would athletes and sports be in that line of, and and you know this from many perspectives, being on the front line, working with at-risk populations, having at-risk folk in your own home, where, where would you put that in the priority given the scarcity of resources from your perspective? Um, I mean, my perspective would probably be, uh, I think, obviously, the most vulnerable population get the vaccines first um, and the people that are working with the most vulnerable populations so they don't bring it into those populations. Um, But in terms of, um, let's say, pro athletes, things like that, um, I think athletics should go on. But what I think they should do is actually not necessarily give the vaccines to all the pro athletes, but more so in this time of delegating the vaccinations uh, more so put those sports i think what the nba did and putting them in a bubble uh of i mean these guys i know they have families and whatnot but they're also making a ton a ton of money and you know maybe they need to realize that part of why they're making so much money is and then and i liked how the nba did it and they put everybody in a bubble and they had to stay in the bubble and you couldn't go outside the bubble and and if that's the case, those guys don't need the vaccinations right now. So don't, you know, I know that they make a lot of money and it's a business and they could probably get access to it because, you know, I think a lot of with power and money, you can get almost everything in this country. But I think uh, uh, we need to uh, just because they're doing sports and they're involved in sports. I don't think that they need the vaccinations first. Um, I think putting their sports in a bubble, um, all the major sports. Um, so those guys aren't continually going back and forth to their families and whatnot, um, but having shorter seasons, more condensed seasons and in, in a bubble, and then working on the rest of the populations in around the world uh, outside of that. Great, great insights and great thoughts. And as we start to wrap our conversation, I want to finish with a couple of things. One, I would love to hear your final thoughts. And I also would love for you to share ways that our audience can follow along with you as you do work your way towards Tokyo in probably one of the most challenging moments for an athlete to find their way uh, to international competition at that caliber in the middle of a pandemic with all the things going on. So for, first, any final thoughts and then uh, how, how can they follow you in your path? Um, I think the final thoughts I think is, is that, uh, well, one in this, in this situation where we can all, we, all of us probably feel overwhelmed and just um, feel like that, the, the world is against us. I think we need to just uh, stop when we're having those overwhelming th- 
thoughts and just uh, take a deep breath and tell ourselves it's going to be okay. Cause, cause most likely for 99.9% of the population, uh, or I should probably say more like 98% of the population, it's probably going to be okay. Um, so I think we need to, to, to not always think about, okay, I'm going to be that one person that has the bad issue because the statistics don't show that and, and, and do all the steps to prevent it, but realize that it's, it's going to be okay. Um, and, and have, have trust in the medical fields that they're there, you know, there's going to be some, some different cases and instances of, you know, side effects and, and whatnot of different things. But it's, I think we have so many people in the world working on this situation that it's going to be okay. Um, I think that's really important to, to stop the anxiety train going. Um, Second of all, people can always follow me um, on Instagram at Aaron underscore Shites, um, Twitter at Aaron Shites, and then uh, my Facebook uh, fan page is at C Different with Aaron. Um, so my last name is S C H E I D I E S and Aaron A A R O N. My website is uh, www.c, the letter C, the word different, the word with and Aaron, A-A-R-O-N.com. Fantastic. And as always, a huge admirer and have tremendous respect for everything you do and really appreciate our conversation and sharing your insights and your thoughts today. Yeah, thanks so much, Josh.